I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, round 20 has turned into quite the super coaching nightmare. I think if we just list out the casualties, Brian Toe, six weeks gone. SJ out at least a month with a hamstring. Ikevalu out until postseason in the finals. Adam Fanua Blake, broken finger. Luke Thompson suspended. Cam Murray suspended. Matt Lodge suspended. AJ, Alex Johnson still two weeks away. Tani Milne, uh, my boy Lakey's boy, is still, uh, well, he's dropped. And Nathan Clear is still at least a week away. Uh, Lakey, what's going on? Uh, it's that time of the year, mate, where super coach. God's take from us. Just to make every year. Yeah. <laughs> every year when we're making a billion trades a week, we're going like this year I don't I don't think there'll be as much to go in the backs, you know, the back end of the year. I think there'll be um teams back healthy, there's no issues. Surely I can squeeze no. out the last six or seven rounds it's, with two trades. It, I was thinking about it earlier. You and I we always say monkey see monkey, you know, do as I say, not as I do on this pod, but for weeks, we've been saying that you've got to tra- you've got to save trades, and you've got to, you know, plan for these inevitable outs at the end of the season. But I, I haven't done it. Have you? Uh, negative. I have two trades. Yeah, I got right. three, so I'm doing slightly better. But Jesus, you know, I've copped a fair fair chunk of outs and not much uh, room to to fix it up. There are still six rounds to go, which is crazy to think about that in the space of a week, uh, your and my team has basically been turned upside down, uh, given some of those casualties we just listed out. So, it just goes to show in the space of a week, um, you can be coasting along, have a full quota of players and then out of nowhere, suspensions, injuries will strike and they seem to be uh, at a pretty alarming rate. So, maybe taking stock of just this week, um, how many players have you got? Are you running the risk of any auto emergencies? I am. I am. At the moment, I've got um, AFB and Luke Thompson as two of my three front rowers. So, both of those How boys cute. are out. How cute. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're sharing that, that pain, mate. It's, it is. It's nice. And um, Having to look at his 116 on my bench last week was also another sort of pain, but that's a different story. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be running 16 plus an AE this week by the looks of things. And who's the AE or auto-emergency likely well, to be? it's likely to be Jaden Braley or Sean Bloor, who's actually got the call-up thanks to Luke Garner's um, busted ankle, I believe. Um, so, Sean Bloor's get a start, which certainly helps now that he's an AE, but um, just hopefully his PPMs jump up a little bit. Yeah, that's not ideal. I mean, good timing for you, but it would have been handier, I think, with the one. Uh, just so you don't have to worry about a guy like Sean Bloor, who's been patchy. Uh, coming on and scoring a scoring poorly, but I'm in a similar boat. So both Thompson and Fanua Blake both out for me. So I'm running an auto emergency, but thankfully, and we do always talk about this, making sure that your side for the run home isn't littered with duds or 178k guys that are playing 10 minutes off the bench. Because thankfully, my auto emergency potentials are Jaden Braley and Connor Watson. So I mean that That's they're your bad. boys. I'm relying on I'm relying on the Knights to do. That's a job. not bad. They've got a decent run over the next couple. Like the Raiders have been up and about the last few weeks, which is perfect timing for us. But mm. um, it was a matchup I was looking forward to from as being a Knights fan, and then Broncos next week, I think. So if you have to rely on those sorts of guys as an AE with those matchups, I think you've done pretty well. Not bad at all, and I think hence the reason if we. Maybe just go straight into strategy for this week and maybe what we're doing. Uh, with two trades left and, as we said, six rounds to go, I'm holding. Uh, I can, I reckon, despite having to carry an auto-emergency for at least three weeks, given that front row issue, Thompson out for three weeks, uh, given the quality, I guess you'd say, of players I've got backing up, I think I can ride that one out with little pain and save the two trades for an absolute alarm bells ringing emergency. Uh, what about yourself? Uh, I was thinking of doing the same, but with the news this afternoon of Brian Toto being out for the season now, uh, six weeks thanks to his synesmosis injury, 
Um, I've flicked him for Ponga. I just went, I'm going to jump on. Ponga has a good run against the Raiders, and I want him for those couple of Broncos games and a decent run home. So I just went, why not pull the pin now? It gets me another 80K despite Ponga's high break even. Um, And, yeah, I'll be left with two trades after this week as well. But, uh, you know, 200K in the bank if Cleary manages to get back and, and drop a few dollars. Mm. Well, yeah, that's the the big question. And that was one of the headaches, one of the few headaches I had as of last week. I uh, was trying to bring in a guy like Ponga or a guy like Cleary um, with, you know, any cash I could find. But now it's just trying to prevent fires from spreading. Currently, I got the fire blanket over it. It's a little toasty. It's a little warm. Uh, but I think I can handle it for the time being. We'll see what round 20 throws at us. Maybe we'll get into uh, a quick round the grounds on some of the games for this week and some of the news coming out. Takes way like he roosters and the eels Thursday night. What's going That's on? It's gonna be a cracker game, isn't it? I'm really looking forward to this one, especially watching the roosters towel up someone who's not my side. But um, as far as super coach goes, Joey Manu has been pushed out onto the wing to replace that Matt Ikevalu injury because um, Adam Kieran is now in the centres. So. That hurts Manu a little bit in my eyes. Um, TKO is named to return as well, but it's on the uh, interchange. So I believe he was named there last week and ended up dropping out. It's another one to watch if you are an owner and you're really hoping that he makes the side so you can actually feel a 17. Is Manu um, really likely to suit up at, at wing? I've seen a bit of conjecture on the, the Twitter sphere about all that and whether that's just smoke and mirrors, he's going to go to halves. Like, surely a guy like. Joey Marner, you want in and around the ball as much as possible. Yes, yes and no. Um, I think off the wing he can come in and play sort of a no-fo type role where he can come and demand the ball and and run it a little bit more as opposed to um, being at centre and doing being relied on for defence. But um, I don't know, Drew Hutchinson and, and uh, Sammy Walker, they've been playing really good footy lately, so I don't know that I'd be upending them just to accommodate Joey Manu. Hmm. Fair enough. Um but, yeah, so, you know, Teddy's suddenly the form fullback of the competition again after his game last week. So, he won't be moving there. And Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they'll work it. Maybe they'll, they'll swing them out between wing and fullback a little bit. Hmm. I think it just hurts his output more than anything. Um, at centre, he's already a little bit regressed. But somewhere like halves or fullback is, tends to be where he does his best work. But, uh, yeah, if you've still got him, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Being named on the wing, you know, it's the Roosters. They're a good side. They could find a ball out there. But a bit hard, a bit harsh on Joey Martin. Yeah, so it is. But then you look at um, everyone was in love with Matt Icavalu because he was a try-scoring machine on the right wing for the Roosters. So Joey could take up that mantle as well. Certainly could. Um, not much happening for the Eels as far as Supercoach goes. There's a couple of shuffles with Tom Opachik back and uh, Murata Niakore is out. But, I, I, you know, Bryce Cartwright's back if anybody is interested. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, nothing Supercoach relevant there. Times are tough. If your season's over, please bring in the Cardi party. He was good at stages throughout the year, right? It's early the on. End of the world. Very early on. He used to come on and just do a, a, a spot roll where he'd, you know, fall over for a try. But, yeah. Love it. All right, Tigers and the Warriors. I may actually be at this game. So I was telling you off air, uh, doubleheader tickets. Um, I've got some freebies, hopefully, for the, this Friday. So 6 p.m. seems to be the Tigers' slot when it comes to Suncorp, as it was at Magic Ground against you guys. But for them, your, oh, your boy. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, we'll get to the Cowboys soon enough, right? You can feed me there. Sean Bloor, that's one of the big changes there. Luke Garner suffering an ankle injury last week. Didn't look... Fantastic, but Bloor for you, I guess, is a, a good in, thankfully, for the starting pack. Um, not really much else doing for the Tigers. I think the biggest thing for them over the last couple of weeks and most super coach relevant is Adam Dewey being in the halves uh, where he gets his hands on the ball, he's kicking goals, he's doing all the right things. And I think we saw last week against Manly, he was one of the best um, out there. And that's a couple of weeks in a row now. So what a play if you've got a hold of him and what an interesting proposition if you got trades up your sleeve. Yeah, mate, he's huge. And so I was very lucky to make that move um, with uh, SJ before last weekend. So I just sort of jumped on on that ahead of time. And That's on- pretty unreal, mate. You traded out Sean Johnson the week before he got a serious injury, uh, yep. hammy, classic hamming injury for SJ, and you brought in Adam Dewey. Yes. I mean, you clearly knew you had an on the – that's an absolute on the take moment there. What do you know that we don't, Lakey, share it? 
Uh, I just I did, didn't think Sean Johnson was going to do anything. But then, like, he came out and he had a 50-plus in a half of football. So, he was really proving me wrong in that regard. But, um, yeah, I just got lucky, I guess. So, it was for the Warriors. I mean, I don't know what to make of them. RTS has gone, well, hopefully, back over the ditch. And what a servant to the game he has been. Wish him all the best in the inferior yeah, that's code. A, that's a huge loss. That's, a, that's not even super coach news. It's uh, it's a huge loss to the game. We knew he was going at the end of the year, but we don't even get the, um, you know, the send-off that he deserves. Hmm. No, unfortunate for him, but I guess with timing of the border and all that, it makes sense um, on a personal note for him to go. And um, he's done his job, I think, uh, over time. He's been a um, yeah fantastic servant to the game of league, so all the best, RTS. Interesting news for them, our boy, well, my future cowboy, Petahiku. He's been named in the halves with Cody Nikarima, the luckless Cody, shifted to the bench. So a bit of a dagger for anyone that may have held on to Cody, hoping for bigger things. He has fallen off a cliff. Um, ever since being one of those buy round propositions that people look at, just getting no ball or no quality runs, things like that, and now being named on the bench, that is just, um, yeah, curtains for him, you would think, the rest of the year. And then obviously Adam Fanua Blake and Matt Lodge being out, that's going to cause a bit of a hole. Um, no real super coach relevance. Uh, they've got Tanua Brown all the way back from the Dragons. That did not last long. No. Two weeks and he's back up the road uh, into the Warriors jersey once more. But they're going to struggle, I think, in this game. And it could be a really good one for the likes of Adam Dewey, even David Norfoluma. You think a, a depleted Warriors side, maybe down on confidence, getting an absolute walloping at the hands of the Bunnies last week. Could be one of those games where the Tigers run riot. Yeah. What do you reckon? It's it's not that they've got a lot of outs. It's got It's the quality of the outs that they're going to be missing so you know they're obviously a a starting front row combination plus the best player they have in Roger Tuvasashek and the best player they have in the forwards in Torhu Harris they're all out it's a real patchwork warrior side they're going to really struggle but they're the sort of team that will dig in um, and and bust us regardless so I'm expecting a solid fight but it is really um, up to the Tigers to lose in my opinion So I can only mean one thing, and that's another Brisbane North Queensland derby. Uh, gone from the grand final to the Wooden Spoon playoff uh, yeah. to I don't know what this game is. Remember when these games are all decided by a point? This game could actually be decided 1-0. <laughs> Mate, not the way both of us defend. Uh, although last week was better. Took the Panthers and the Storm to the limit. So high hopes, I'm sure, for both teams coming into this one. It's going to be an absolute shit show. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, for the Bronx, uh, Big one. I mean, there's no real huge super coach movements there. Tony Staggs and Payne Haas, they're the two guys you probably own, you would feed out of that uh, side for super coach reasons. Uh, Tommy Flegler's out. Keenan Palace here comes into the starting side. Nothing doing there. But if you look at the Cowboys, same, same starting 13. And that includes one Jake Granville uh, at fullback, the mighty fullback. Jake Granville. He you tore all laughed. Too. You all laughed. And here we are, <laughs> two weeks in a row. Disgusting. Yeah, he was good. It was unbelievable. But yeah, he was really good. I I put when I saw he was named there, I put money on the Storm fifty one plus. Uh, <laughs> Smart money. Yeah, no, it didn't work out that way. Jake Granville played really good footy. Outscored uh, Nico Hines in the same game. Two hundred and fourteen k available at hooker only. I mean, that just has absolute uh, get me in. I vaguely recall you and I having a a, a point about. Jake Granville a while ago because mm-hmm. obviously he's a running joke and I said whatever I reckon I could carry a guy like Granville and still beat you um, handsomely in overall and this just proves me right I knew exactly what Toddy Payton was going to do yeah you, yeah you knew Val Holmes was going to be out and uh, the hammer was going to go into surgery certainly did it's one of those years for the cows here we are like it's whether it's Cohen Hess at, at uh, centers or Jack Granville at fullback it's never a dull day in cowboy country but uh yeah not really much doing on the super coach front either tal malolo had a little renaissance had a good game here and there but he fell back to bad old ways last week with a 40 odd so i think he's virtually scratched um they're talking about moving him to the edge next year uh not sure how that will work out we've tried it before doesn't tend to get him as involved but he's not involved now so i don't know let's try something well if uh, he's on the field for longer fella. minutes it should help him in, in that regard and yeah, but I mean, he's still he can't be out worse. there for an hour. He cannot be worse, he's, surely. He's still out there for an hour. Like, I don't think it's the big issue that people are making out to be. It's just for whatever reason, he's not taken the at least one hit up a set yeah. that he used to do, if not two. Uh, it's one of those things. Uh, it's probably all the other quality forwards you've got there in your pack and there's not enough ball to go around. 
Oh, you got Lock and Burr on the uh, extended reserves. Just goes to show what a powerhouse pack it is. Anyway, uh, Queensland Derby should be a great one. Uh, this one could also be another Rabbitohs bloodbath against the Dragons who have lost five players, including Josh McGuire, uh, standard to that COVID ban. Uh, so I think this is the last week they have to go without their players. So all uh, all five of them, DeBellin, Laurie, uh, Jack Bird, there, three of the players gone. Um, what did I think I saw? Uh, Josh McGuire, he looked to be Josh out Josh McGuire well. is out, but I don't think it's a COVID ban. I think he's just been cut um oh, jtb's go. got pulled back to the warriors obviously so he's another one name out but yeah josh mcguire has just been dropped by the looks of things correct yeah, me not correct really us much. if we're wrong but that's that's the way it looks <laughs> looks to be that way um matt fee and i we this guy was popping up on the list of average highest averaging center wings basically throughout the year he had one game and he scored 89 of which believe it he came in last week and scored 89 again uh, this guy's on his second game. He's on the bubble. People are bringing him in. What's going mm. on? People must have a ton of trades up their sleeves. <laughs> he's obviously basement price and he's got like a negative 100 break even or whatever the thing is. But do you have enough to actually take in, um, take advantage of the price rise? Do you have any, enough trades to bring him in and then trade him back out? I know it's, uh, you know, we've got a lot of center wings that are out with AJ and Toto and, and the like, but. It, it seems like a desperation move with, you know, no trade. Six weeks to go. Yeah. How much cash is he going to make? He's in the Dragons. He's Are you going to play Bunnies. him every week? Is he yeah. going to stay in the side? It's only his third game of the season, blah, 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 blah. It's uh, a strange one. But you know what? We've seen these ones throughout the year where we say, that's just a silly move. Don't do that. And then it turns out like Fear and I is probably going to go out and score another 89. It's one of those years, right? We tell people not to do stuff, go and do it anyway, and then uh, make us look like idiots. But who knows? It's a good little streak that Fear and I's got. So if you are bringing him in all the best, hope you can turn that cash into something fruitful. For the bunnies, the big one, Cam Murray, is out. He's taken a one-match suspension for a crusher tackle. Jai Arrow moves into the starting roast, second row spot. Uh, Campbell Graham was an out last week, and I've got him in my side. Thankfully, he's been named to suit up, uh, hopefully shaken off the concussion issue that uh, caused him to drop out last week. Unfortunately, it means that your boy, Tane Mill, is back to the extended reserves and out of play entirely. So if you're desperate for numbers, that probably isn't the best sign. No, but uh, after his 24 last week, I'd be happy not to have him there as an AE. I couldn't believe that in a game like that against the Warriors. So open, so flo- free-flowing. Um you would have thought for sure that a guy like Tani Milne gets across the stripe as he had been doing. Oh, 100%, so percent mate. As soon one. as he was named and he was brought into the centres, I took the reserve off Luke Thompson and put in Tani Milne. So I cost myself Mwah. 100 Mwah. points with that Mwah. move. And uh, it's just the way my super coach season's going. It's uh, one of those, yeah, it's just one of those things, mate. You never make those late changes. I feel like it always comes back to bite. But uh, who would have seen that Luke Thompson coming? Anyway, uh, Alex Johnson's still a couple of weeks away. They're being very cautious with him, given the position on the ladder and his history with hammy issues. So uh, those that still have 700k price tag on the sidelines are hoping that it's sooner rather than later. But for, for now, the bunnies look in a pretty comfortable spot. Knights and Raiders, uh, what's going to happen, Lakey? Hopefully we can bounce back for a win. But um, hmm. we got a few troops back. It um, should be a, a decent game, if nothing else. Raiders look, as I said earlier, they look like they're on the up now, which is not ideal for my boys. But uh, nevertheless, um, Braden Best returns. So he's back for the first time in, what, like a month and a half, and it's Dom Young who drops out to accommodate him. So that's back in time for, as I said earlier, games against the Dogs and two games against the Broncos and, and the Raiders, etc. So a very, very pod play on the way home if you want to do that. Um, Dave Clemmer's back as well and Mitch Pierce is floating around on the extended bench so he could be a late inclusion which would help us as much as I hate to admit it um, but the mm. real big inclusion which is going to help us is Jack Whiten returns for the Raiders <laughs> after a week off he's going to he replaces Matt Frawley he was actually really good in the game Matt Frawley I thought he, he steered the team around and good kicking game yeah they towed up the heels uh, very upset to start last week um, but, yeah, Elliot Whitehead's back as well. Um, Josh Papali has been named but um, had a bad head knock last week. So just a one to watch if he actually gets there. Mm, just another front row forward headache, unfortunately. So pardon, um, pardon. maybe just back on the 
back on the Knights, what does the inclusion of Mitch Pierce do at a say a Ponga and maybe Bradman Best, the two that I'm thinking of there for their run home? You you talk about it. We've talked about it the last couple of weeks. It's quite good. A lot of uh, lesser teams in amongst that lineup. What does it actually do having Mitch Pierce back on a super coach level to those guys between Ponga and, and say Best? Uh, well, Ponga and Best, like Ponga floats around the field, obviously, but he's best on, pardon, pardon again, um, he, he does his best work on the left side of the field and that's where Bradman Best lines up and Mitch Pierce plays as a right half. Um, I guess the the main benefit is that Jake Clifford and Phoenix Crossland are just not a halves pairing you want guiding your team around the park. Mitchell Pierce brings that level playing, of experience. The side you are playing had Matt Frawley and Sam Williams win a game against a top four side last week. So Correct. there's nothing, there's no, and Jake Ranville did okay at fullback. Like the, it's off limits in 2021. Nothing makes sense. Nothing works. It just. No, yeah, but you just say like, Mitchell Pierce experience. And I say, I'm not the biggest fan of the bloke, but his experience and his composure on the field at times just has straightened up our attack. And he has a good relationship with Ponga. They do look for each other um, floating around there. So I, I, it'll only improve um, the output of those two super coach options if he is in there. And last one, why did Connor Watson play 80 minutes last week? Uh, ha- have to say I was a little indisposed on Friday night watching, half watching this one, but I didn't quite see, was he meant to get 80 minutes or was it injury related? Because he had a great uh, base. He was there. huge. He was massive. So I think once he got out there, he just took advantage or took the opportunity by um, as it was given to him and he, and he just stayed on the field. So Sue was coming back from some sort of injury, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that. So maybe it was a minutes restriction for him and um, Connor Watson just played out the game that way. But it was the kind of role we were hoping for him from round one and it hasn't come to fruition. This uh, this late in the year is not the best time to do it, AOB. Mm-hmm. Well, it was looking like a pretty uh, tantalising grand final rematch. Storm and Penrith has turned into a little bit of a uh, scary one for Penrith fans because there's hardly any hands on deck. Uh, Storm, they're getting plenty back. Harry Grant's on the extended reserves. Hopefully hopefully see him back in due course. Cam Munster, he's back as well after getting a rest last week, as is Finucane and Felice Kafusi. So all hands back on deck for them, basically. And Ryan Pappenhausen. Still on the bench, so Nico Hines lives to fight another day at fullback. But where do you put uh, Nico when Pappy comes onto the field? What do you reckon? Have you heard anything about what they're doing? No, nothing concrete, obviously, with Bellamy. He keeps everything very locked up. But there was some conjecture around if Pappy was to start in the one, you've got Harry Grant as you utility um does nico play in the centers or on the wing with the injuries to is it george jennings and and mm. um the like so he could fill in out that way either way he's got to be out there he's proven that he needs to be on the field this year and he's a, a big part of the storm success and whatnot so i think he's earned the right to be out there as i said with manu earlier maybe he plays that floating role comes in and, and does the nofo type runs or gets involved in the backline plays some way there or I don't know maybe you play him as a you know a ball playing lock or something I don't know how it works but he's got to be on the field yeah I think that's the key right you you can't see him really sitting on the bench for too long I get that they're wanting to ease Pappy in and it's his one jersey and um, he's the guy that's going to be there beyond uh, this season so I can see Pappy coming back into there at some point but hopefully for Supercoach they find a spot for Hines out there because I just think the Storm no matter who they're playing they're always a chance of points and a guy like Nico Hines is going to feed off of that would uh wonder if he's going to keep the goal kicking uh, obviously didn't see that last week with uh that 30 minute stint I think from Pappy yep. um didn't get too heavily involved but I think Hines still kept the goal Hines kicking, was still kicking okay. at that time um but with Pappy too like I think Heinz's spot to lose for the time being because Pappenhausen looked really tentative in his Mm. um, stint. He didn't look like he was taking the line on. He didn't want to take the line on. Very hesitant to run the ball at all. So until he gets some confidence against that forward pack, Lakey, that's it. Exactly right. You may as well pull the Sam Walker and run eighty minutes backwards, mate. Very, very lucky they did. Yeah. So until he gets that confidence back and starts showing something, Bellamy won't be putting him out there for a big. for big stints. 
Talking about the Panthers and how many uh, outs that they've got now, Brian Toto, six weeks. This is a dagger, as we've said, for super coaches. Uh, yeah, not ideal. Timing for someone so highly priced and in such a good side. Tyron May, he's out, which is good news for Matt Burton, who finally moves back to the preferred, you would say, 5-8 uh, spot. So at centres, he's been well and truly out of it, particularly without Nathan Cleary. This is somewhat of a reprieve for owners that are maybe desperately hanging on to him for another week given Nathan Cleary is still a week away. I think given the tough matchup, it's hard to see a lot of points from Matt Burton, but got to say more so than he would have at centre. So somewhat good news, would you say? Yes, I believe so. He's played pretty well and he dominated across the origin break. He was the main guy there. So I think um, him and Luai have, you know, built enough of combination there as centre and 5'8 throughout the season that they can move into the halves and work well together until Cleary's back next week or the week after, potentially. So um, mm. it should be a short stint for him, but it will be good. You know, if you're a Matt Burton owner and you're waiting for Cleary to come back, you can play him for a couple of weeks and, and just hold out and see how it goes. Could do worse. Uh, one of my favorite draft picks, Matt Eisenhuth. He's found himself in the lock jersey while Isaiah Yo uh, is out for possibly longer than a week because that was a nasty head knock. It was uh, bad. I think he just old folded, been- didn't he? Old mate Tommy Flegg should have been sent. Uh, but anyway, that's a NRL 360 chat for another day that we won't watch. Uh, Liam Martin comes into the front row for JFH. Some talk that they may bring TPJ, Pangai Jr., into the fold. Uh, he looks like a next week proposition. So Fisher Harris, I think, is gone for, is it two, at least two weeks now that he's left the bubble? Yeah, so he's out of the bubble for the birth of his child. I wanted to say son, but I don't know for sure. Um, yes, don't assume genders, mate. And then um, obviously has to quarantine before he gets back into the bubble. So he'll be out for two weeks. Hmm. Good news for TPJ. Well, not good news that he's not in this week, but I mean, that forward pack being decimated as it is, is probably good news for TPJ when he eventually gets back in. Could be some good minutes. So if you have held on to him, uh, yeah, hopefully for next week, he finally puts in for you. Uh, next game. I uh, don't know what to make of this one, Dogs and Titans. Dogs have been better lately, which is a bit of a surprise. They fell away a little bit against the Sharks in the back end of the game, but uh, held their own for a fair while when they made a comeback, uh, which I did not expect. So Dogs are not maybe the complete walkovers that they once were this season, but uh, who knows. Luke Thompson, unfortunate, as we said, three weeks now, given he failed twice First to have his charge thrown out and then the second to have it downgraded. Um, and I had a look. He was actually represented by a, a legitimate lawyer. So he didn't go the Titans route of having Mal Meninga or someone like Marco Mealy turn up. I would have thought that was a sure thing, right? Yeah, it would have been interesting TV at best. We could make it like a Judge Judy type. I honestly don't know why they don't. How good. What a good idea. Yeah, it'd right. be brilliant. Just having Mal out there spitting fire at the uh, panel. <laughs> I'd watch that. It was like the panel was like Dallas Johnson, Ben Cray, some other guy. Like, surely uh, one for the boys. But anyway, he's not part of a superstar team. So, tends to happen in the judiciary stakes. Kyle Flanagan, big Flanagan gets another shot in the halves for the dogs with uh, Lock and Lewis out. A bit of a stinker last week. Nothing really doing for them now that Luke Thompson's gone. So, the Titans share uh, a little bit of interest. So, Brian Kelly still named despite an ankle injury. Dave Fafita, he was benched last week. We thought that was a concern until he got on and scored a try, set another up, and got 134. Let's talk about that happening. Talk about that happening again this week. Can you see another bench slot? And should we just – like, it doesn't matter at this point, right? It doesn't matter. You've got to, like, yeah, you've got to have Dave Fafita in your side. He's clearly the best second rower on the season. If you don't have him, you're playing the game wrong. Certainly are. SN Masters, former Cowboy, gets a, a shot uh, in the side with Paddy Herbert out. Uh, suspended, I think he's been found guilty or currently getting found guilty. Um, and then also you've got a guy that we'll speak about a little bit later, Corey Thompson. I, uh, our boy Wenon is quite big on him and a few people were earlier in the year. So we'll chat about him as one of our Bryant To'o replacements shortly. And then the final game of the round, we're almost there. The old uh, Northern Beaches rivalry, Sharks and Manly, come together in the final game of the round. Sean Johnson's out. Connor Tracy, uh, my boy, goes to the halves to replace him. Matt Moylan, still a little while away, uh, so I'm not sure how far. But unfortunate news for SJ with the hammy, uh, at least four weeks. So really is starting to rule a line through him. Uh, not sure what 
if any chance he has of coming back, he's just got such a bad history. Um, it's one of those things, right? It's, it could be four, it could be longer. Yeah, exactly right. Um, they're saying at least a couple. I think Physio said with his Achilles and his history of soft tissue injuries down low, it could be longer. Um, so I think his season is done unless the Sharks make an extended run into the into the postseason, which doesn't look all that likely. But, I mean, stranger things have happened. Um, but you- for us, you've got to move him on. Certainly do. It could be a great game, this one, a daytime game against the Sharks who, yeah, they're on the precipice. They're in and around the eight, but it could be a game that Manly really take advantage of. And our boy Tommy Turbo will be a very uh, highly picked Very popular. Option. He'll be very popular. Certainly will. It's always that last game of the round, though. Always a little bit hesitant, but I think given the matchup in the daytime, it's Queensland weather, uh, all the combinations for another big performance by him. Uh, no real news outside of Carl Lawton coming back into the side. Um, if you've still got him, I guess, yeah, fair enough. Other than that, not really much doing on the super coach front. Uh, maybe just before we go into some of the trade talk for the week, what did you make of Ruben Garrick's game last round? I don't own him, and it was uh, one of those decisions. He was so highly priced, I just thought I can't keep, uh, I can't justify it. But any owners out there, are they starting to be a bit concerned, or was that just a one-off Poor game. You see him scoring plenty of tries. It it possibly was a one-off, but um, what I noticed across the weekend was a bit of a relaxation in the rules and the interpretations of it from the referees. So, you know, the the tens weren't being as roughly enforced. The six agains weren't, you know, in vogue as much and blah, blah, blah. So the game tightened up quite a bit across the weekend. We saw really good um, outings like a first nil-nil contest through our first half since, what was it, 2018, 2019 in the Raiders-Eels game to kick off the weekend. So mm. a lot of these games were a lot closer than they probably were last week or the week before. Your boys included, they took it right to the storm and really muscled up. So it's if that's the way it's going, I will have concerns for Ruben Garrick. I don't think the the Seagulls will put as many points on. They probably won't have those 60 to nil, 50 to nil games anymore where he won't get, what is it, 30 points just in goal kicks to boost his mm. scores. But um, he'll be a solid play. And if you've got him, you're not trading him out because there's no one left. But um, Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, he got 20 points just from goal kicking, which represented half his score last yeah. week. So, again, yeah. if you've got that floor um, in the center wing at this stage, given all the outs, uh, yeah, definitely – Nothing, no alarm bells, but I just thought it was an interesting one. Would have thought against the Tigers, he would have gone large, but didn't get too heavily involved. All right, let's take a quick break, Lakey, and then we'll come back and talk about some of the trade uh, conundrums that we've got, given all the carnage that was round 20 TLT. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Just thought I'd have something to welcome us back there. Uh, Brian Toe, big one, big one that's out. I brought him in. I broke him. Uh, Left you to your own devices to do the run sheet. And topic one, JT broke Toe. Yeah, got to put my hand up. You have told me to apologize. I will. Brought in Brian Toe last week for the first time all year. Thought, how good is this? 87 against the Broncos. Good try. Good involvement. Doing all the right things. 200 meters, whatever it was. And then he's out for six weeks. Yeah. Um, so there you go. <laughs> it could, the timing could not have been uh, any worse, but uh, you're welcome, everyone out there. Uh, now we're all in the same boat, right? Yeah, we'll say hugely owned, but he was going so well until you decided to actually balls up and get him. And uh, 
Yeah. I don't, how I don't often, know. honestly, you, you how ballooned often it, mate. You absolutely ballooned it. <laughs> Certainly did. But honestly, like, how often do you think about your Supercoach career? Oh, I've just done it plenty. All the time. I have absolutely. Oh. It happened with Torhu earlier this year. I grabbed him and he, he busted his knee and whatever head. Oh, yeah. Tor- was. Torhu was uh, horrible boy for all of us. We, I think we got him for 10 points yep. <laughs> across two weeks. So, I mean, it happens all the time. It's just, it's really painful when it does. Um, it's just such high, you know, scoring guns. And we really hope that he can get back and, and make a good run throughout the final series, but it, it hurts everyone because as we said at the start of the thing, I've got three trades left. You've got two. Everybody else out there is, you know, looking at the same sorts of numbers. And you've got many, many guys. You've got your SJs, your AFBs, uh, Luke Thompson's out, this guy. And um, we just got more holes than we've got, you know, fingers to plug them. A couple of silver linings. Uh, huge price tag. I think he's still, what is he, 650, if not 700. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Okay, so plenty of price, 640. Plenty of uh, money to move with here. And also, if you don't, like me, have to move these guys on uh, as a matter of urgency this week, you can park him and wait for the next best thing to roll on if you don't like any of the options this week. But we're here to talk about some of those options, and I've run through a couple. Really, there's no standout uh, superstar, highly priced center wing. Uh, it's almost at the stage, and I don't want to say it, but kind of a lottery um, as it always tends to be. But uh, in this instance, uh, outside of, say, a Ruben Garrick who we just spoke about uh, being possibly uh, a concern if you and your rules crack down are to be believed. But outside of that, huge price. Uh, look at, looking at a couple of guys, and I've listed them here. Maybe we'll chat through them. Jordan Rappiner. Named it fullback, and I asked you off air, I thought this guy had played a lot more fullback than he has, but I've had a look at the stats over the last two years, two games, including last week. One was 40 against the Mighty Cowboys, and last week was obviously that huge effort, uh, 97 against the Eels in a match-winning performance. Uh, what did you make of him? He is uh, 488K, break-even around 10, so he's going to go up. But I thought he was uh, fantastic, fantastically right. involved. Did a lot of special things out there. This could be I good. tweeted during the game that he was the man of the match for my eye. He was fantastic for the Raiders. His he was hip, everywhere. His hip was man of the match. His body part of the match. Man of the match. But that's right. If he, um, as someone said, if he tries to actually make that tackle, he probably connects with the head, and it's uh, a penalty try. But um, mm. all he could do was throw his body at uh, Sivo and, and hope for the best, and it worked out for him. But apart from that, his runs were very dangerous all night. It was back to the Rapana that we have known and loved for the last few years. Um, dart over from dummy half at one stage to score the try. And, um, yeah, so he wasn't afraid and he was getting himself involved. He looked massive. And he can if he can keep that up over the next couple of weeks, and he's got my boys this week, so he'll be very dangerous against us with – let in a few fullback scores over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, he's looking very tasty, but um, has been down, what, the last two months? He's been pretty quiet after starting the year pretty well. But, um, yeah, he's he's looking at a tasty pot. He's only 6% owned. Mm. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of good signs. I think it coincides with how the Raiders went during that time. If you happen to think about his poorer scores, you know, the 20s and 30s, he was getting on the wing. Um, that was when the Raiders just fell into a complete heap. Uh, you've got to say over the last, I think they're on a three or four match winning streak um, at this point. So you'd like to think maybe the shackles are off. He's starting to play with a bit more freedom. And a guy like Rappiner, who plays just a, he's a confidence player, uh, getting 30-ish points in hit-ups every week just shows he's getting involved. And at the back, uh, it opens him up for so many more of those point-scoring opportunities. So you guys this week, Dragons next week, and then Storm, Manly, Warriors, Roosters. So a uh, bit up and down, but not the worst run of the in the world. I think he's a, a genuine play for this week, particularly at fullback. Not a lot I mean, of history to go on, but absolutely. I think the player and is. For, for all those Tane Milne, Owners like myself, it's going to cost you $200 to go from Milne to Rapana. There you go. Absolute chump change. Could have done with that on Friday night at the Electronic Investment Center. Josh had a car. Uh, I think he's number two on the most traded in list this week. He's always a flavor of the month kind of guy and certainly is the flavor this week. 543K, a couple of good scores in his running average, 82 and a 95 against us, courtesy of two tries last week. 
Um, all hands back on deck for the storm. I think it's good news for him. Uh, what do you see? What do you make of him? He's always a hot and cold, rocks and diamonds kind of guy. Uh, purple patch, though, for the storm, no pun intended, coming into the back end of the year. Um, is this the time to get on Addo Carr? It's hard to say with Addo Carr. He, as you said, he goes on those runs. He has those purple patches where he'll light up the competition and We've seen it this year from round seven to round 10. He went 107.53, 178 and 100. The 178 was against South when he scored, was it six tries that night? Mm. Uh, um, yeah, you, yes. 102 points in tries. That's incredible. Yeah, ridiculous. But then, say, so he followed up that four-week stretch with a 14 against the Raiders. So, very rocks and diamonds type of player. Um, we know what he can do when he's on song and um, Melbourne are that exactly. But, um, you know, he's got a tougher run. Panthers and Manly are... Um, well, Penrith this week are a bit of a lesser. Yeah. Candidate. yeah. They haven't been the same sort of side they have been this year, but still still decent regardless. I'd say mm-hmm. they'll be... I'm backing them for another grand final berth. Anyway, um, yeah, it's he's a decent pod. If he's going to continue his um, scoring like he has the last couple of weeks, then absolutely he'll be fantastic for you. My my main concern with Storm players is that they're getting that far out in front of the comp. Um, are they going to get a rest of, you know, are these guys going to be sat at some stage over the next six weeks just as they try and freshen up for a, a long postseason uh, run? So, Adokar could be that, um, considering he's played Origin as well. Yeah, I mean, he's had a break now after game three, so he didn't play round 18. And you think even it's his last season there, I don't know, I feel like he'd be wanting to get on the park as much as he could. So, I mean, obviously a risk, and I think we always uh, tread lightly when it comes to the really good teams and, and how their coaches are going to manage them. But I'd like to think a guy like Adokar will want to be out there, particularly being a winger. I think, though, the, the big thing with him is don't get um, too concerned if he does score a poor one because that 170 game will probably come at some point given the storm and how we, well we know that they play in the back end of the year. So I don't hate it. Uh, any other year where I had trades, I'd probably be doing the same move, but not this week. A couple of Titans here will, to round out the list. Greg Marju, 324K on his first game back last week, 68 with a try courtesy of Dave Fafida. And then Corey Thompson, 438K. Uh, had to be reminded that he was one of the highest trade players uh, a while ago before he did um, the classic super coaches we just talked about, getting injured when everyone's suddenly brought, buying you. If you can forgive that, uh, watching his game last week, uh, wanting to be heavily involved, I think he had a break or almost break. He looked good. Um, good to see him back. He's strung three games together now. Could be in for a, a decent end to the season. But, yeah, I don't know, Titans backline players, do you have much hope that they can turn it around? I'd be more confident in Marsu than Thompson at the moment. Um, the, the, the side that the Titans were at the start of the year when Thompson was killing it with his, you know, 80-plus average, was a much different side to what they are now. They've gone through the ringer and they've fallen in a heap and blah, 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 blah. But um, Thompson, since his return, has gone 37, 44, 48, whereas Marzu just seems to be putting out good scores every time he steps on the park. So, Mm. and you know, of the two, I'd be going for the more uh, inexperienced guy, if you will, the more energetic. I can't say that. Corey Thompson's always up and about. But, yeah, Greg Marzu... He's 110K cheaper. He has a much smaller break even if that matters to you at this point of the year. And he's scoring much better at the moment. He'd be the one I was targeting of the two. And I'm wondering if Dave Fafita now plays on the right edge. He did last week. Uh, yeah, being he a came on left played edge there, player. but I don't, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know where he's been named. Kevin Proctor's primarily a right edge kind of guy. Um, so mm. I would presume that he's back on the left. Um, the instructions now got to be just pass it to wherever Fafita is. Yeah. Uh, and if that's down Thompson's edge, the only risk is that Fafita just runs it himself as he tends to do. And Thompson is surplus to requirements. But we saw last week that it opened up a huge uh, try scoring opportunity for him, which he converted. So it could mean good things uh, down Marju's wing indeed. So I'm eager to have an eye on that. Uh, maybe out of those, is there anyone else that we haven't spoken about for center wing to replacement? 
Um, I was just trying to look through the list. I mean, Justin Olam's been a bit of a revelation this year and he's been scoring really well of late. Um, but, you know, the top sort of guys are all already highly owned or um, they're in thereabouts. So, no, I don't think so. Maybe Norfoluma could be worth a shout. Uh, everyone had him in at one point during the year when he was playing that buy round. He went terribly. Uh, if you're like me, you've stuck around with him just out of uh, the fact his price dropped so much. But um, decent game last week. As we've said, the Warriors this week, Bulldogs the next week, Cowboys, Sharks, Panthers, Tigers dogs. have Great a run. really good run home, a really mm. good run home. And Nofo could be a big benefactor of that. Um, his score last week was made up in largely in base, I believe. I don't think he got too many attacking stats. He did not. So, so he got a line break. Um, so that's huge for him because as soon as those attacking stats come, then he's, you know, back to the top scorer that we were hoping he'd be this year. So I'm hoping that he can get that confidence and the Tigers look like they're a solid side as they try and improve on their um, usual ninth place finish. Yeah, I've had just have a look back at his uh, poor scores so post the buy round. Well, during the buy round, he had 28 against Penrith, uh, 26 against Para, 42 against the Storm, including a try, and 46 against the Bunnies, including a try. So they are tough sides, you've got to say, mm-hmm. tough matchups for him. And I guess maybe given the Tigers' struggles there, he was always likely to go low. Uh, with that run home, maybe it's a return to the NOFO, as you said, we knew and loved. So I think uh, definitely a guy I'd pick on matchups over those other four, but a guy that doesn't come without his own risk. Uh, let's go to Harbs. I'll let you, as I ground around to find a little uh, soundbite, talking about the Harbs, Matt Burton and SJ, if you own both of these guys, what are you doing? So let's say you want to get rid of uh, at least one, and we're talking Harbs only. We're assuming everyone has a great 5'8", whether it's Cody Walker, whether it's Adam Dewey. Uh, let's talk about halves only. Who would you be replacing Sean Johnson slash Matty Burton with? I think the two names that really stand out to me at the halfback position are, are Daly Cherry Evans and uh, Jerome Hughes. Jerome Hughes, for mine, has been the best number seven not named Cleary on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's consistently put up huge points and, and Melbourne have been amazing all year, um, obviously. But as I said earlier, my concern is that he will possibly get a rest leading into finals. He was the one to carry the storm through the origin period. And, um, you know, so he's got enough, you know, I wouldn't say he's got extra runs in the legs because the other guys were playing origin, obviously. But he's he's got a, uh, I had a big year. So he, he, he was in doubt last week, wasn't he, with a corked calf? Yes. 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 Had um, a break the, the week before. Yeah. Ended up playing because Munster got a rest and whatnot. So, I'm assuming that's all good, but considering that's still sort of hanging over his head, there is the concern there that he might get a, a seat at some stage. Um, but on the other side, Daly Cherry Evans, he's just been ridiculous over the last um, couple of months, 148, an 85, 119, and a 172 are his last four games that he's suited up for. And three of those four with Turbo as well. Normally, I yep. uh, always suspected he was a better player super coach-wise when Turbo was out, took a bit more charge, but he's been sharing the points. Yeah, and so he's, um, as you said, it was only the 148 against your boys that Turbo wasn't there. The rest of the time, they've been playing together and they've been putting on massive scores. So uh, it's a bit of a tough run for him with uh, Melbourne, Parramatta, and Canberra from 21 to 23. Mm. Um but, yeah, it finishes very strongly with the Dogs and Cowboys in the last two rounds of the season. So, he'll bring home your head-to-head finals very, very well. Yeah, tread lightly with him, though, I guess. Against better opposition, he does tend to struggle, uh, at least so far that we've seen this year. But uh, given the way that the Manly are playing and how they look to be heating up for the back end, uh, I think he can ride out a couple of those tougher matchups for the good ones, as you said, in the run home. The only issue for him is his price tag is 700 and it's 67, about 100K more expensive than Jerome Hughes. So I think he's, uh, in terms of price, if you're at a squeeze there, Hughes might have to be your guy, but absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nathan Cleary, a million dollars. Um, yep. Is anyone, I assume if you've got trades up your sleeve and cash to burn, you are holding out for this guy, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a lot of cash and, and precious trades that we don't have. He's He's broken that seven-figure mark, but he's got a 220 break-even. So when he does return, you're giving him a week just to drop some price. Um, you know, potentially it's next week against the Roosters, which is a tough match anyway. 
So he he could drop a lot of dollars in that one game, um, bring him back into semi reachable range. Um, in mm. which case he listen if if he's coming back, you probably want him to play out the season. Um, he might be sat for twenty five, but he'll get three or four weeks there to get the runs in the legs after missing so much time. So I wouldn't be concerned about him resting too much on the way home. And I think, again, my memory's not the best, but Penrith played their full side in uh, round 20 last year, the the final round of the regular season last mm. year, um, even though they had the minor premiership wrapped up. So I think Ivan Cleary is a bit of a... Uh, um, against the whole resting thing, but um, you never know what's going to happen in round 25. And with the shoulder he's carrying, you, you wouldn't want him to take a knock on it and, and miss any more time. But if he does no, get back on the park, he, he should be playing. Certainly. I still remember that vividly, that round 20 game, because I didn't own Cleary. I think he got 200. Uh, they go, where, there went my chance at a top 1,000 spot. We don't dwell on those past things. Uh, let's talk run home fullbacks. I know we've chatted on these guys. It's now getting to the point where it's like a luxury trade for yeah. this week. You've still got it in the run sheet. So talk to me. Caelan Pong, we've said uh, a couple of weeks ago, was the guy. Um, at a decent price. He's got a great run. What did you make of him the last couple of weeks? Yeah, as the, going back a bit, the reason I brought these guys up is because we did talk about him a couple of weeks ago, but a lot has changed since then. Like... Um, you're mentioning Ponga straight off the bat. He was going to be the best option because of that run home and he was going to be a goal-kicking fullback and and he was tearing sides up and whatnot. But they apparently suffered a sternum injury in warm-up last week. There was talk that he was going to be a late out um, and, and not being there at all. He did play, but he was kept relatively quiet, as was the whole of the Knights' side as they didn't do much for the game. But... Um, Barry Tui, our boy, my boy that I constantly mm. reference, he's um, basically come out and said that Clifford's the goal kicker now. So Ponga is not a huge chance to get it back that at any stage. That is huge, I yeah. think, Ponga. That used to be the string we always talked about to his bow that other fullbacks like a, a Teddy who, you know, in, ironically enough, had the goal kicking last week for whatever reason, uh, that those sort of guys just didn't have. Yep. So without that, um, starting to wonder, is he the superstar? I know he'll have a big game here and there. But um, I don't know. You guys are weird this year. Yeah, we've been um, very up and down. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the next couple of winnable games. I'm hoping we can turn some form on, on for the run home. If nothing else is to get some confidence heading into the 2022 season. But Pong is going to be the main catalyst of that. And if he is injured and carrying a sternum injury, you don't want him to be hesitant running around there. I don't think he's the must-have that I thought he was, um, you know, two weeks ago, a week ago. But Is Teddy a must-have? That's, again, that's a hard one. He has a, a tough next couple of weeks. They've got the Eels on Thursday. Then is it Penrith the week after we just spoke about? Yes. Um, but then he got a good run home, a really good run home for the Roosters. So he could be. He's got, um, becoming pod-ish. Um, as I try and just look up his... 25%. So, he's shed about 20,000 owners uh, since that origin period where you had a bit of a, a down couple of weeks. But you, you look at it, and I had in my mind that Teddy has been terrible, not terrible, but by his standards for quite a while. But if you look at round 10 onwards, 131, 97, 105, 54, 45, and 146, uh, that's not a bad run. The, no. the game against Penrith and Melbourne where we said the, st- the Roosters would struggle, they did. But now they've gotten through that and uh, launching themselves into the back end. So Teddy comes right back onto the radar at 644K. Yep, huge. Um, so he's, he's possibly 1-1A with Ponga in my book if I'm looking at the two guys. It's going to be a very interesting decision to which way super coaches go. And I had this trade lined up uh, for a while. This was going to be the Gutho to Ponga week given the circumstances and the runs that they both have. I'm sticking with Gutho now, uh, just given lack of trades and all these fires. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. To, to light around. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to expect. I seem to be in this spot every year where I have a guy like this. Uh, one year it was not owning Latrell Mitchell, it was owning some other clown. Last year it was not owning Cleary, it was owning some other clown. And this year it's going to be owning Gutho and not owning, say, a Teddy. Um, I fear that this could be the big one that costs me, but... 
based on how I've managed my side throughout the year. I just don't have the trades to do this sort of luxury move at this stage of the week. So, Gutho, come on down. Talk to me about how good he's going to be in the run home. In all honesty, it could work out for you. He's got an extremely tough run with the Roosters, South, Manly, Melbourne, and Penrith all ahead of him, not to mention Jesus. your defensive powerhouse team in round 23. You want to get past Jake Granville at the back, let me tell no, you. That's that. exactly right. Now, right. That is so a terrible run. That is a terrible run. We've awful. talked about it. That's why I said he's right. Absolutely yeah. awful run for a fullback. And we've spoken about how poorly he goes against the better sides um, this year. Just looking at it, he's played Melbourne for a 32, Sydney for a 47. He had a 67 on South and a 28 on Penrith. So he's gone very, very low against the top sort of four, top five sides. Um, But in saying that, the way the outs are going and everybody's low on trades – as you said, you've got to hold on to him. Maybe people just don't even have the numbers and they can't hold, field a solid side. He's going to be a valuable warm body for you on the run home. I just I just really don't like his run. It's awful. If you've got the trades there, you've got to go flick him. Yeah, I mean, kicking goals is one good thing given Mitch Moses. I'm not sure how much longer he's out, but in that time, Gutho's kicking okay-ish, Lee. Mm. So, I mean, there, I don't know how many goals are going to be kicking, but it is para. We talked about and they had a bad week last week but if they're going to do anything this year uh, you'd suspect they need to start turning up against some of the better sides so maybe that was a kick in the guts for them and the guthos and the like are going to turn it around uh let's get into the f- the final segment pain Haas, do we or don't we what do you reckon break even 29 all the front row carnage this has to be the week if you have trades that's it it's a it's a big if but um i was just looking at my stocks in particular and my AFB and my Luke Thompson and my Nuff. So already carrying an AE there. And I thought, do I make the move to bring in a Payne Haas? And I just went, oh, I think he's been pretty low this year. And I went and checked. Since, you know, he's played the three games since round 16 with uh, the buy in round 17 and origin and whatnot. But he's had 90, 89 and 106 over that stretch. And he's not playing too many more minutes. Still 65. He had a 72 last week against Penrith. Um, were there injuries that affected that? I'm not entirely sure. But he's been huge. He's been absolutely massive. He's looking back to his best after a very lean middle of the season. And a decent run home. You've got your boys this week, mine, the following. Um, Roosters and then... Warriors, Sharks, and Knights again. So it's a very, very um, favorable matchups for Payne Haas. And considering he's out there for big minutes and putting in such a huge work rate, he might almost be a must-have mm. uh, for the run home. Yeah, I think the minutes was always his big thing so far this year, and they scaled them back, so did his scores. I think now he's got a bit of confidence. He's throwing some offloads. He looks dangerous uh, every time he touches the ball, which is what he used to do when he was a must-have super coach. So good price tag, 589. It's only going to go up. Um, so I think this week, if you need to, absolutely bring him in. But I think given my uh, – we've talked about it, my circumstances, mm. I just would rather take the AE than you know run out of trades. So I'm at that point, unfortunately, going to have to take a pass. But I reckon it's a no-brainer. If you need a warm body and you can fit him in and you got the trades to do it absolutely this week or don't even bother. Anything else on him? No, I say I'm, I'm very much leaning towards maybe making that move. But as you said, I'm very short on trades and whatever else. But, yeah, he's um, he's not a huge pot either. He's, he's 24% owned. That's the only other concern. But, you know, those 24% might be galloping away from you as he's pushing up tons for the rest of the season. Certainly would. I think a lot of those uh, teams will be still in the game. So I don't think he was as highly owned throughout the start of the season when we tend to have more dead teams by this stage. So I think now you're going to see a lot of uh, good sides in your head-to-heads and that kind of thing with a guy like Payne Haas. People that have managed their teams better than you and I have with trades at least. Uh, Let's get into captains and vice-captains. People are going to be sick of that. But captains and vice, who are you doing this week? (laughs) Um, I got Dewey as my vice captain. He's, as you said, Friday, six o'clock, playing a depleted Warriors side, um, goal kicking and blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm hoping he can put on a similar Friday night Sun Corp experience than the one I had to sit through and he can put up a huge <laughs> score. 
Yeah, the um, beers will taste good either way. <laughs> That's right, hopefully. But um, following that, it's got to be the, the man turbo playing against the Sharkies on a dry Sunday. Yeah, wouldn't want to watch that one if I didn't have Turbo or have the C on him. That could be a disaster. I've got Nico Hines having not owned Dewey, but I think you're in a in a good spot there given the Tigers have a pretty good winnable game this week. I can see Dewey doing some damage. But Nico Hines, he's one of those guys, I don't know, I really don't know what to make of his role currently in the side, but I can't not uh, just keep him in considerations. Given that game against Penrith, I just see it being a blowout. I can see uh, it just being such a tough one. They struggled against the Broncos of all teams. Last week, and no, we're probably going to get smashed by them now because I've said that football. Karma so, yeah, Melbourne like struggled against the Cowboys, so I wouldn't be talking oh, too much. We're back, but- we're back. But no, I reckon Nico could be in for some good scoring there. It's a very risky one, but I feel like it's going to take a big score to not go turbo. But at yes. the end of the day, it's a free shot for you, for me having sixteen players in a guaranteed auto emergency it well, means i can have two shots at the stumps every week exactly right we're going to be getting in the ae anyway and there's going to be plenty of super coaches in our position if you're going to be taking an auto emergency regardless of what you're doing then absolutely take a throw at the stumps um you know throw it out there on someone you normally wouldn't and um hope that they go bananas Absolutely. Uh, it's been a fun week. There's a lot to talk about, a lot going on. As we said, still six rounds to go. Yep. It's an incredibly in, long guys, straight. It's going to be a really ugly end of the season. Oh, it certainly will. That's why the two trades. Uh, yeah, what was I doing for the rest of the year? Regardless, 1,500th odd in a good spot, but who knows, probably end up 10,000th by the end. It's that, that time of year, that type of year as well. Lakey, thank you for joining me. It's been a while since I've heard your voice. Uh, yes, you've been yes. sick. I've had technical difficulties. Had to do this with Wenin last week. It's good to have you back. Yeah, thanks, mate. Couldn't imagine the pain you went through last week. But yeah, I'm on mm-hmm. the up and up and I'm excited to be back for a strong finish to the year. Love it. Well, I'm sure I'll catch you this time next week. Have a great weekend, champion. You do. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.